Tap in. You are powerful. You are a woman. Yes. Welcome back to the Jenny McCarthy Show on Sirius XM Stars. I am a Ferrari, okay? And you don't keep a Ferrari in the garage. Welcome back to the Jenny McCarthy Show. I'm Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg on this fine birthday day for Michelle, but we're not going to talk about it because we're celebrating on Thursday, so make sure you tune into Thursday's show because it's going to be off the chain. People even say that anymore. Um, I'm so excited to talk to my next guest. This book sounds amazing. Listen to the title. How to Stop Feeling Like Shit. <laughs> 14 Habits That Are Holding You Back From Happiness. God, I feel like shit every day, Andrea Owen. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic, Jenny. Happy to be here. What made you want to write this book besides feeling like shit? Well, I've been doing this work for a long time in personal development and self-help and noticed a pattern over and over again. And when I would talk to my clients about it, I would say, okay, these are the behaviors that you do because you think that they're helping you and protecting you. But in the end, they're making you feel like shit. And oh my God, what are those? Born. <laughs> well, it's the things like perfectionism, you know, your inner critic chatter, people-pleasing, overachieving, numbing out, isolating. Those are probably the top handful Ooh. of behaviors that I see most commonly. That's really good. You're right. And are you raising your hand over there? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I got so much better. I Like, those were like my 30s. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like too. you discover the word no in your late 30s. Um, For sure. People-pleasing happens for a long time. Unless you were born a natural bitch and you were able to say no early on, um, good for you. But other than people. that, everyone else's was the, uh, you know, the yes girl. And then that turns, could be turning into a martyr, which is sometimes even uglier. That is. And many times, I think, in motherhood, that tends to happen, you know, as you get into your later 30s and 40s. But people-pleasing is different than approval-seeking. So I see a lot of former people-pleasers who are good at saying no these days, but they're still really invested in the approval of other people. For sure. I mean, isn't to some extent, uh, we have, uh, is a little bit healthy? Yeah, of course. You can't walk around being an asshole all the time and expecting people just to get over it right, <laughs> and right. get over themselves. So, of course, it says human nature. We are invested in what other people think. But it's, it's very – I find that people either care what everybody thinks. I mean, the guy at the bodega, the entire population of Lithuania, everybody – or they tend to pull way back and become cynical and like the whole like zero, I don't know how many curse words I can see on your show, but you know. Like um, whole, as many as you want. As zero fucks mentality <laughs> takes hold and then they disconnect from people. So what I like to encourage people to do is just like, who are the most important people in your life that you really truly care about their opinions, about their thoughts, just, you know, having conversation with them about how to make you a better person. The book again is called How to Stop Feeling Like Shit. 14 habits that are holding you back from happiness. Will you talk about knowing your triggers? How can you figure them out? Well, it's, you know, try your best to notice when you kind of go into those spirals. I call it planning your own funeral. Like, have you ever had an argument with your husband or your friend or gotten some feedback at work? And then before you know it, two minutes later, you're like, I'm going to be destitute. Um, yes. I'm going to be a single mom. I'm going to be, you know, having to move out of my house and, just this catastrophe of what might happen, back up a little bit, and those are your triggers, either something that was said in the argument or just the argument itself. Another way to figure out what they are is to just get out a piece of paper and write down, how would you never want to be perceived by other people? 
and break down the areas of your life. So it works, Jenny. You have these identities of how you want to be seen. You probably want to be seen as professional, as experienced. And we have no control, unfortunately, of how other people perceive us. So inevitably, we will fall into one of those. And those are your triggers. Got it. That's interesting. So you make a list of how you think you want people to perceive you. Yes. And if you somebody, have, you have if somebody as a mother, sh- yeah. mm-hmm. shits on one of those, that's where you get triggered. Exactly. Somebody's oh, judging you or you think someone's judging you because half the time we're making up stories about what other people are thinking or saying about us. So we have no idea. Those are your triggers. Oh, that makes so much sense. Okay. So then once you identify that, how do you heal that? Well, you can't, again, you can't unfortunately control how other people perceive you. And so the goal I want for people to have the win really is that you notice when you have either fallen into it or you're at risk of falling into it and you have compassion for yourself. You try, I always give this example. This one time my husband and I got into an argument and I immediately went to that place that he's leaving me. I need to figure out how we're going to sell this house. You know, I was like thinking about what apartment complexes I was moving into. <laughs> Never in the argument did he say he wanted a divorce or anything <laughs> even close. So for me, it's about catching myself in that moment because, you know, as someone who's been divorced before and maybe with a few daddy issues of my own, as many of us have, right, totally. that was a trigger for me. And so I just noticed quickly that I'm in it and really think about, okay, what is the truth? What are the facts in this situation? No, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. And having compassion for myself. And then also another tool in that is to, if, if it's uh, convenient, which many times it's not, is to reach out to somebody and share what has happened with someone that you trust, a trusted girlfriend, someone compassionate. Right, someone that won't be judgy and be like, fucking leave him. You got to go. I told you he was a dick. That guy's a dick. When he might be, you know. That's- <laughs> right. Make sure it's the right friend that wants the best for you, I think. Uh, how to we stop- all have those friends, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How to stop feeling like shit. Um, I want to continue still. I love the way you say it with such passion. I want to just stop and say, like, I think that that's my favorite, the way that you say it inside of my book. Because I, I think every single day I go, oh, my God, I feel like shit. I mean, I think I say it every single day. So when I saw the title, I was like, oh, my God, it's an autobiography of myself. Um, I, I do want to know, like, um, like where, where I forgot my question already. Okay. In terms of martyrs, because this was a big thing with me. Everyone around me, I used to, like, I can see my, my mother. I love her. Um, and she's mm-hmm. not a full-blown martyr, but she, you know, and like any good Catholic girl has her moments. My sisters, my family, I could clearly see people around me becoming them, and it triggers me. Like, I have no time. When I see the cross come through the door on someone's shoulders, I say, it doesn't mm-hmm. fit. Get out. Now, is that me yeah. being a bitch is that me being spiritually awake is that or what is it I think it's the latter I think I think that personal development is not for everyone in this lifetime and that is so painful to watch people that you love and care about really they're suffering I mean because that is a struggle to be in that place of martyrdom it that feels like shit I mean that could be my second book or my third book I should say but for you it's really a matter of I always ask people, like, how invested are you in this relationship? And if it's your mom and your sister, probably pretty invested. And then it becomes, are you willing to put up with that kind of behavior from them when you're around them? Or do you need to draw a line in the sand? And what that is is setting a boundary. 
And I do talk about that in the book too, because I think that especially as women, we have this misconception that boundaries are for bitches. Uh, Boundaries are, you know, you shake your finger in that person's face and say, let me tell you how this is going to be, which you can do that. You're more than welcome to do that. I highly doubt the person that you're talking to is going to receive that very well. And so it's about having a really kind, compassionate and honest conversation and say, here's what I see. And if you're going to come over to my house, This is what I need to have happen. And those conversations are so hard. Trust me, Jenny, they're not my favorite. (laughs) But those are grown-up relationships. They are. They are grown-up relationships. I have flashbacks to when I was going through the worst time of my life when my son was diagnosed with autism. I mean, life was just hell. It couldn't get any lower. And then I'd have, like, people come over and they'd be like, why don't you call me anymore? You don't call me. I'd be like, you know what I'm fucking going through? You know what I mean? Like that just, but it brought me to a place of speaking my mind and finding my voice. I'll tell you that. There was something that's really good that came out of it. And then I find in your life, you tend to go the other way where it's too much. And then it's your job to find the middle, the balance. Like you exactly. Said. So what is, well, and also because what tends to happen, I'm going to use that example because it's a great example. What tends to happen a lot of times is that people hold it in and hold it in and hold it in and really just wish that person would read our mind that we want them to change. And then we blow up and then that's never, ever good. No. So my, what I like to do is just encourage people. And, and again, I just want to really get it out there that this is not easy. But it is imperative if you want to have healthy relationships and and boundary setting and just say, hey, so here's what this might look like. Say, I understand that you miss me and it just means so much to me that you care enough about our relationship and are that invested of it. I am going through a shitstorm right now. I do not have the energy or the capacity to think about reaching out to you and uh, being in that space. This isn't going to be forever. I'm going to get through this, but what I need from you right now, which would mean the world to me, is this. And you lay it out. That sounds so good. Now I'm going to play the person. Ready? Um, okay. You know how long it takes to text someone hi? It takes a second. Okay. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I, I, I always say, if you have time to take a shit, you have time to text someone hi. That's why I started laughing. Oh, that's because so funny. It, it is true. It's true. However... I, having had a son been diagnosed with autism five years ago, I understand this plight, and I will say this. Yes, I absolutely have time to text you hi. However, in those times, I'm so consumed with grief and paperwork and phone calls and my own thoughts with this. It's just not the top of my priority list. It has nothing to do with you personally. It has everything to do with me. This time in my life is the lowest of the lows, and you might not get a high text for the next six months. You are so good, Andrea. You know what you need to come out with is an app where you press the button and what you just said comes out because people have the hardest time articulating what they want to say. And I know we ran out of time, but I'm not kidding. I think you might make billions of dollars off of that articulating responses. That. It's genius. Well, for now, you guys hire me for too. Right. Pick up the book, though, How to Stop Feeling Like Shit, 14 Habits That Are Holding You Back from Happiness. Andrea Owen, thank you for this book. And I have a feeling you'll be back. So thanks so much. Thank you so much, Jenny. Congrats, sweetie. We'll be right back, guys. Door it up like my dress. Mm. You say I got a touch. So good, so good. Make you never want to leave.